The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet 100 and get 100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan. Sean and Colby over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob, Justin, Howie season is upon us. Eagles signing some free agents, uh, letting a couple go, got some CJ GJ drama and, uh, yeah, I don't know, trolling, trolling some, uh, some of the NFC East subreddit. I think we'll start there. Justin, we got Darius Slay. It seemed like he wasn't going to resign. I talked myself into him not being on the team, but then they do sign him. We don't end up resigning CJGJ. It seemed like the deal we offered was ended up being better than the one he took for the Lions. What's your uh, what's your reaction so far on the Eagles' secondary and the free agency moves? Yeah, I mean that's a lot to handle there, especially with Slay and CJ as you're talking about. Um, the Slay signing, I mean, I, I was okay with it. It was it was a little annoying because it was the back and forth. He was going to be released, and then he wasn't, and then he signed on, and it didn't say them like we uh, we gave up much of anything different than originally what we had him in contract for. So I don't know. I, I was uh, I was with you, Sean. I actually wasn't going to be too upset with it considering we we had Bradbury at that point. Um, I thought we could move on. A kid I really like in the draft is Witherspoon. I think maybe, obviously, I don't think he would have been as good as Slay, especially right off the top. But, I mean, you get a rookie of his caliber potentially for four years, and then you got room to work with um, and, you know, maybe pay CJ what we thought we we're going to uh, potentially pay him, but um, Slay's 32 years old. He's, he's played really well. Bradbury's on the other side. So they seem to accomplish complement each other. Well, um, but you know, he's taken up a bit of money. He is getting older. I don't think it's a bad signing uh, at the same time. I, I'm kind of with you. I could have, I could have gone the other way and um, you know, been okay with it if we hadn't. Um, and then I, with CJ, I mean, Man, uh, it is a little concerning, like the fact that we didn't sign him. Uh, but I, I'm okay with that. He seems to be a bit of a head case. Uh, I saw a little bit of uh, what, who was it? Harper was saying. Um, Roman Harper was talking to Steve Smith, and he said potentially the only reason a team wouldn't sign him for what he wants is the fact with his off the field issues. He should have been a first round pick originally. He wasn't. He was a third round pick, and then the Saints let him go. So maybe that's the issue is the fact that it's he's just too much to handle. And it was good with for one year, but not more than that. Yeah, and you're a huge Reed Blankenship guy, so you don't want you don't want CJ GJ, <laughs> you know, eating into Reed's minutes. Rob, uh, if you had to choose CJ GJ or Darius Slay, do you think the Eagles made the right choice there? Oh, tough call. I mean, I, look, 
the interesting thing about that is I don't think it was really ever Slay or, you know, CJGJ. It was probably yeah. really Slay or Bradbury uh, at the end of the day. I think, you know, the thing with Slay popped up that, that he wanted his contract restructured, and then that led to him having permission to look for trades and this and that. But I'm not sure that was the Eagles' original plan. I think it was probably more Bradbury versus CJGJ. And, you know, it's a tough call because uh, – you know, I think corner is the more important position overall. I think if you have good corners, it makes the job of a safety a lot easier. Um, you know, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is, you know, now we have two corners who, while they played at a really high level this year, you know, they're getting a little older. You know, Slay's 32 and what's uh, uh, Bradbury's what, like 30 or 31? Yeah, I think he's uh, on the other end of 30. Yeah. 29. You know, I, I still think we're, you know, going to need to find a replacement. I still wouldn't mind us drafting a corner in, you know, in the draft, but um, you know, in the short term, I think honestly, we might be better off with Bradbury and slay, but in the, in the long term, you know, maybe three years, we probably would have been better with the CJ GJ uh, signing and letting Bradbury go and drafting, you know, uh, a corner, uh, this year, but it definitely probably gives us a little more flexibility in the draft. You know, I don't see us taking a safety at number 10. I can tell you that. Um, so it's probably leaning more like defensive line or maybe even a trade back, quite honestly. Um, so, you know, I'm fine with how it shook out. I think Howie had a comment today at the NFL owners meeting saying like, basically, you know, with CJGJ, they said, you know, they were very clear that they were going to have to kind of you know, shift gears. And I think what he meant by that was move to, you know, retaining Bradbury if things didn't get done. And clearly they didn't get done. And, you know, interestingly, I mean, CJ GJ's deal is really, I think I, it's something around $6 million with, you know, the upside of $8 million with incentives. So I, I find it hard to believe we weren't giving something competitive to that. I saw there was a tweet by his agent saying ours was more backloaded or something, but um, you know, I don't know. You you never really know what happened, but it just seemed weird how it all went down. Yeah, it did. It did seem like we were giving him more uh, guaranteed money, which usually that's the thing that matters most to the players. So I, I don't know uh, what happened there, but uh, yeah, I, I like CJGJ when he was here, but I also like, again, we can't, you can't spend at every position. It doesn't seem like the Eagles ever really truly value safety. Uh, I know we spent a seventh round pick on Reed Blankenship, uh, local legend, but I, I just don't see them. Like they've never spent a first round pick or it's been a really long time on a safety. You know, they've never paid a bunch, uh, to bring a safety in. So I think it makes sense to pay cornerbacks, which again, you know, cornerbacks have been like the hardest thing I think for Howie to draft, uh, you know, Maddox has been a good, uh, nickel cornerback, but other than that, like he hasn't had much luck drafting cornerbacks. So, uh, if you have to spend somewhere and, and maybe they are getting a little old, I, I I'm okay with that. Um, moving over to the free agent signings, uh, Marcus Mariota, Rashad Penny, Terrell Edmonds, uh, Nicholas Morrow, Greedy Williams. Maybe we just each take one and kind of highlight uh, what we like out of it. For me, the one that jumped out, I, I mean, obviously I do like Rashad Penny. I think that's a nice, again, he's perpetually injured, but he is a real, like, 
Hey, what do you have to lose? He could really go off. And then Terrell Edmonds, who is a safety. And again, if Reed Blankenship doesn't pan out, um, you know, if whatever happens at safety isn't working out, Terrell Edmonds is is really good. I think he's going to compete for a starting job. I mean, really good, I guess, is probably a stretch. Um, I would just say like a, a really competent starter, good tackler. Uh, and again, I, you know, it's like Reed Brank, Reed, uh, Kavon Wallace, who hasn't really been able to stay out in the field. Terrell Edmonds is just like a pro, uh, very good tackler last year. He had 70 tackles for the Steelers. I think he's a good fit and we didn't really, his contract isn't really crazy. Um, so again, it's a, it's a solid deal here. So, uh, that one was the one signing to me out of these that jumped out as something I was really on board with and the Rashad Penny. Cause Penny can have a couple huge games and with our offensive line. And if he doesn't have to carry the ball a bunch, uh, I think he could be in store for a decent season, but uh, what about you, Rob of these free agent signings, any, uh, any jump out at you that you really liked, didn't like. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you on the Rashad Penny one, and, and I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't know a ton about him. I don't watch a lot of Seahawks games out here on the East Coast. Um, but, you know, he has some crazy stats in terms of his explosive plays, and, um, you know, you have to think he came here to kind of bet on himself a little and get behind this offensive line, and it seems like clearly his biggest trouble has been to stay healthy um, you know, if he can stay healthy, it seems like his stats are really great. So, you know, I'm intrigued by that. And and his contract was really low. Uh, you know, our whole running back room now between him, Boston, and um, you know, Gainwell is is a minimal cap hit. So, you know, I do like what they did there. Um, I'm with you. I, I like the Edmund signing. I saw somewhere, I think on Reddit, you know, they kind of compared a lot of his stats and the drop off from him and CJ GJ wasn't that huge from a stat perspective. No. Look, I, 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 and I'm not saying that he's better than CJ GJ. Don't take me wrong, but from a pure statistical thing that I saw, he, 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 you know, clearly he can perform at a decent level. So I like that. And then, you know, the one that I had some mixed feelings about was Marcus Mariota. I know Justin, I think it was Justin was pretty high on bringing him in or, or mentioned bringing him in. Um, I like him from a talent level. I do think, and I think I said this on a prior podcast, it would really be beneficial for us to get a quarterback that was mobile and that we could kind of keep running the same offense if Hertz would go out for a game or two. I, I think one of the flaws with uh, Minshew last year was we really, you know, they were really two different stylistic quarterbacks and it, it really warranted when one came, when Minshew came in, you know, you almost had to retool the whole offense. And and I think to keep things running on all cylinders, it's nice to have a guy that you can kind of keep most of the concepts and run most of the same things. And I think Mariota lets us do that. I think he's a guy that can win us a game or two in a pinch. You know, the only thing that was questionable to me is I, I know there was a little bit of, uh, you know, questions around how he left the Falcons last year. Uh, you know, I think he did get, you know, in surgery or something, but there were some reports that he just kind of like checked out. After I feel like he, he just benched. kind of bailed, uh, on the team. He's a, I know he's a, I know he's a Hawaii guy, not to, uh, not to insult a fellow Islander like, uh, Justin. Over yeah. There. Uh, you know, with, with that said, though, I mean, if he's coming here, clearly he knows he's the number two guy. So he's coming here accepting that role. Whereas in Atlanta, you know, he was a starter and then, you know, he, 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 you know, was benched, uh, or, you know, for, for the other guy, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Desmond but, Ritter. you know, Ritter. Yeah, Ritter, uh, but obviously here he knows Hertz is the guy Hertz is getting paid. So, 
um, you know, hopefully he's accepted that role and, and will be a good teammate. Yeah, uh, I'm with I'm with you guys here. I don't want to echo too much, but as Rob was saying with the stats with Penny, I mean, I, I think it was a good pickup. I mean, you get him at uh, just, uh, what is it, 1.3 million? And he's averaging 5.7 yards a carry for his career, where Sanders is at five yards a carry, you know, and his last two seasons, he averaged over six yards a carry. Now, the issue is, though, is durability, as you guys pointed out. Um, with Mariota, yeah, like, uh, once again, echo same sentiments. He fits into our scheme. He's relatively cheap at $5 million. Um, I don't mind the Edmonds trade. I'm not super hot on it. I mean, there, there's a reason in my mind that, you know, why wouldn't the Steelers stick with him and pay him more than, you know, the $2.6 that we offered if he was that good. But maybe he is. Uh, I did see some stuff, as you guys pointed out, on Reddit as well with the PFF ratings and whatnot. But who knows? Maybe he's the kind of a missing link. From what I understand, he's, he might be better in the blitz situation, which uh, Desai likes to run. Uh, the guy that stuck out to me, though, the most is Morrow. I mean, this is a guy with Chicago who had the most tackles on the team. Um, we got him super cheap. It's almost like how he's playing money ball with these guys yeah. right now, just filling in these positions. And they all look kind of decent. Maybe it's just us being Eagles fans talking ourselves into him. But, I mean, uh, Morrow, I know he missed the 2021 season, but he came in last season, played amazing, was healthy, I believe. I'm, I'm almost certain the entire season last year. And uh, from what I understand, he played – both the Mike and the Will, it seems like Dean's going to be our Mike. So I think he's going to be a great compliment uh, with Dean out there. Yeah, and especially Dean. And even the greedy Williams uh, signing intrigues yeah. me a little bit. I yeah. mean, the guy has a lot of talent. He hasn't quite put it together, um, but it's kind of interesting to see if he can do anything here. So I, I, I even like that one just based on kind of, you know, taking a flyer on his with his potential. Taking a quick break to talk about our buddies over at WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and active in Massachusetts, tons of other states. Obviously, March Madness is here. Perfect time to sign up and get that bet 100, get 100 offer. Of course, limited to state availability. And for the DGENs, hit that longest uh, long shot parlay, get a $1,000 free credit, spin that parlay wheel. So many, so many ways to win over at WinBet. You got to love it. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're somebody who has a gaming problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And of course, the uh, SGP Masters. We got that contest going on. You can come hang out with me and uh, Kramer, win a three night stay at the Circle Las Vegas, hang out with the guys, come check out the stadium swim over there. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash golf party to enter that contest. And if you win, uh, obviously you get the room for free, but if you don't win, you can get that discount room promo, uh, SGP over there at the circle Las Vegas. If you want to come hang out and speaking of hang out virtual watch party for the final four, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast all day on Saturday. And last but not least, we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. They continue their March Madness college pick them. Great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket's busted. Uh, also a good way to get down some college basketball player props. They're not available in your state. Uh, Underdog has also uh, some great uh, daily NBA and NHL games. Again, so many ways to win over at underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN. Get 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 
And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. Yeah, no. And at the very least, I think they're good depth guys. And, and, you know, Nicobe Dean, who knows he's young. He probably needs a veteran next to him. Like Nicholas Morrow. Uh, we kind of got pillaged when it came to linebackers and free agency. So I think it made sense to, uh, to kind of round out some depth and yeah, same with Greedy Williams. I mean, yeah, I would be shocked, um, you know, if he sees a ton of playing time, but he, he's a guy who's started a, a decent number of games and um, at cornerback, I think he can never have too much depth. It's, it's going to be him and Zach McPherson, you know, battling it out for the, uh, the backup jobs in the outside corner. But uh, again, seems like a competent guy for depth. As far as misses, like guys that got signed out there that you wish we would have, you know, been involved in. I don't know. It's tough. Like there's no, especially like the big guns, like receiver class is pretty soft. Um, the one guy that I wish we would have uh, snagged that the Browns ended up getting uh, that I think we could get for, we could have got for a decent price in my mind would have been like the perfect third receiver, Elijah Moore out of the jets, uh, kind of a guy who's just been underused, not properly taken advantage of tons of quarterback issues for the jets. And he would have been a great replacement in my mind for Quez Watkins. So for me, that was like a miss. Uh, I think we should have, we, we got to figure out a way to get him. But I, again, I wouldn't be shocked if we use a first round pick um, either. The, I, I'd be shocked if it was the 10th, but that later first round pick, I wouldn't be su- surprised if we took a shot at receiver. I know how he, Lori loved the passing game. Want to give Hertz as many weapons as possible. And does I would be shocked if Quez Watkins is our third receiver next year. So a lot not signing Elijah Moore to me, kind of the biggest miss so far. But Justin, any any signings out there so far that you're like, ah oh, man, we would have loved that guy. Yeah, Sean, I like your uh, position there on Elijah Moore. Um, I I honestly couldn't think of any big misses other than, you know, I mean, I I just wanted to point out the loss of Hargrave I don't think is going to go unnoticed this season. And yeah. it, I know you're asking about misses, but one thing, I mean, I, I just left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth is, is paying Cox $10 million. I mean, that's just one thing where, may, you know, could it have been a little bit less, maybe $8 million? I mean, even if he had potentially, I think we kind of needed him because it is a would have been a gaping hole. But at the same time, um, you know, even if we hadn't signed him, I don't think I would have been too upset. Um, it, it seems, you know, these guys linger sometimes. It's, it's a little bit reminiscent of Peters to a certain extent, but, um, yeah, just wanted to point that out. That is, that is maybe a, a blind spot or a soft spot for Howie where he kind of like, you know, falls in love with these guys. It, it did feel like last year would have been a good time to kind of let, um, you know, let, uh, let Fletcher Cox walk. I wouldn't have been upset. Uh, I, I don't know. It, is it 10 million guaranteed? Was that the deal? I think it's I something so. around That's what there. I was sawing on the cap and everything uh, like that. Yeah. I, I think I saw there was a question about it today and it was kind of defended a little that, well, he had seven sacks last year and, I have seen people say that, well, that's the defensive tackle market. These guys are getting paid. I mean, look at what Hargrave's got, and clearly he's not on Hargrave's level but anymore. Um, but, you know, um, but I agree. That's the one signing, you know, I don't know. I mean, do we need depth at that position? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So I get it there. But at the same time, I don't want to fall into the trap of overcommitting to, 
you know, these guys that are getting toward the backside of their career. Um, you know, the one signing that I did like, um, and we haven't touched upon was bringing Brandon Graham ba- back. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we did sign him and, and, and I thought he had a tremendously productive year last year. Obviously he had a, I don't know how many sacks he had off top of his head, but um, ahead, but he had a great year. Um, you know, I do think it's important to have some veteran leadership. He's a, you know, kind of a leader in there. So I did like that signing, bringing him back, uh, you know, the, the Fletcher one, I'm not opposed, but I'm a little more skeptical of, we'll see how he plays this year. Yeah. I mean, I guess the good thing is by signing Fletcher Cox, you retain and Brandon Graham, you retain like that solid core, of the defensive line, which really carried the team uh, until they rolled out that trick uh, slippery floor for the Super Bowl and totally uh, sabotaged our season. But I, I like now there's now at 10, you don't have to get a defensive lineman, right? I, I feel like if you didn't bring in, Co- if you lost Cox and Hargrave and Brandon Graham, you, 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 I think the defensive line would have really been reeling. You throw that in with like learning a new scheme and, and switching uh, defenses and, and maybe that's too much for them to overcome. So I, I see why he would wanted to maintain uh, some stability there in the defensive line, but I don't know if we need to resign Cox and, and Brandon Graham. I, I guess I'd be surprised if they both have, uh, years they have, but I mean, again, Brandon Graham had a career year, probably should have been in the mix for comeback player of the year. And, and Cox, you know, it's weird. Like he had a couple down years. It felt like uh, recently, but last year I thought was a good year for him. So I, I guess, um, you know, I, I guess I'm okay with it. What about, I, there is still time, you know, how he is known for making some late moves, um, you know, some, uh, some draft day trades. Of course, that's how we got AJ Brown last year huge addition to the team. Rob, is there anyone either position or uh, either position or particular player that you want to see them do uh, before the, before we start the season or yeah, I mean, outside there, of the draft? There's been, I mean, you guys have probably seen the big report out there that we are on the short list for Ezekiel Elliott. So obviously the <laughs> Eagles need to we go We haven't even in. talked about Zeke yet. Um, <laughs> you know, pay him probably 10 mil a year. Um, no, I, I found that funny. Um, in no way do I think we should, we should go there. What there's gotta be a number though, right? Like, uh, you know, there's gotta be a number where here you go. Okay. Maybe, maybe we actually will take Zeke. I don't know. I, I don't even want to go there personally. I I, I just, it just Justin, wouldn't would feel you, right. If you did sign Zeke, would you wear a, uh, a cutoff like midriff shirt? <laughs> no. Get you a Zeke jersey with the cutoff? Come no, on. but the first thing I would do is uh, I do I do know a guy. I make a bet with him on the division every year for three hundred bucks. Who's going to win, the Eagles or the Cowboys? And he named his son Zeke after Ezekiel Elliott. And my first text would be to him if we did sign him. It's almost I don't want anything to do with Zeke, but if we got him, I I, I tell you what, I would be happy simply there because is, of that. I, again, like I don't want Zeke. He seems shot. If we got him for the vet minimum, um, there is some comedy in him playing for us. And you know, he would have like two good games a year against the Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm not completely opposed to it. Well, uh, I'm pretty opposed to it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could watch the yeah. feed me thing every week. <laughs> uh, uh, that got going. So, so Zeke, you, you want to see, is there, I'm trying to think of like holes. on. I am. Um, 
For me, I mean, this is kind of a wish list item. I don't think by any means we'd be able to pull it off. And I don't even know if I'd want us to pull it off because it would take some picks. But, I mean, I, I like to imagine how our offense would run with Austin Eckler in it. I know he potentially asked for a trade. And um, just hypothetically speaking, if somehow we could get our hands on him, I think he's the one player in the league that could really, you know, maximize our offense and, and would be great because – uh, we we really haven't had a back who can consistently catch. I mean, Gainwell's probably close to it. Boston Scott hasn't been bad, but we know that Sanders, I mean, he's dropped a few in his career. Uh, it's always kind of been his weakness. And Rashad Penny, I was looking at that. I was like, maybe he can catch, you know. But uh, I think he's only had like less than 10 catches in his career. So, I mean, Eskler, Eckler being a dual threat there. Uh, running and catching would be nice uh, in our system. Not that I think it's going to happen, but just kind of a, li- a wish list item. So I'm just going to play devil's advocate there. Um, and if we were going to go that route and put that kind of money into and 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 capital into the running back position, I'd rather just draft Robinson uh, in the first round. Honestly, take advantage of the rookie, yeah. uh, the rookie deal for four or five years. Um, and use him as a weapon instead. And part of me starting to think like, screw it. Like the defense has holes. Let's just go all in on offense and make it as unstoppable as possible. <laughs> and I don't disagree with that. I'm not talking, like I said, hypothetical. You'd have to give him another contract. He's due. I think he's, what's he do? 6.5 this season. And then I think he's up for another contract. So you'd be giving up picks and then you'd be paying him some money after that. But it would be fun to see him for a season and see what happens. Yeah, no, he could be good in the offense. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I was getting into an argument with my cousin about whether or not we should trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I Sure, I like DeAndre Hopkins, but, I, you know, we already have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. I feel like if we traded for DeAndre Hopkins, he would end up getting pissed off or, you know, part of the trade, you'd have to give up so much money. Like, I, I don't know. That that deal to me just seems impossible. Like sure. If he would come and play fine, but I just don't see him wanting to be a number three receiver. And we got something good going with our one and two. I, I would be scared to rock the boat here, especially with what you would have to give up for him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even touch Hopkins. I mean, the one signing that we haven't talked about is uh what's going on with Jalen hurts here. When's this going to be done? What's the hang up? I mean, uh, Come on, guys. Let's get it oh, together. Man, maybe there's trades brewing. <laughs> Rob has been driving me crazy in the Eagles group. Chat. He goes, oh, we're going to trade Hurts. We're going to trade Hurts. And I keep saying, don't put that juju out into the universe. And, oh, uh, you know, because there was already negative juju. I ordered uh, a breed of one sweatshirt from the Jalen Hurts merch store. Was not, it was the, the neck hole is too small. It was kind of bulky and heavy, but I did. <laughs> It was my wife's birthday, so I did give it to her as an extra birthday present, and she really liked it. So, uh, shout out to Jalen Hurts and his breed of one sweatshirt, which I was considering returning, but my wife seems to be enjoying it. And Rob, the negative juju, we can't have that. We 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 need to be full steam ahead. You can't joke around about player trades. Uh, I just love how fired up you get. Honestly, just, in fact, I just saw I was scrolling just, well, Twitter as we're fire. on here. And I think I think Howie said something like it'll be reasonably soon, whatever that means. Um, I will say I like uh, I like the PR on both sides. I mean, with the way things were 
were being put out there. It seemed like, you know, everything was pretty much done. It was any day now. And I mean, it's been what, I think a couple, three weeks since our last podcast or when we're talking about, Hey, I think it could be done any day now. And everybody's been, you know, good, nothing close to Lamar situation yet. So I guess that's the, the good thing about it so far. Yeah, it does. It does seem like it's, um, you know, going to get done uh, eventually. Um, all right. The, uh, just, we got to get it done. Uh, all right. Uh, the Sean's push stressing out. Uh, well, come on. He's, he's the man. We can't, can't have a season without Jalen hurts. Uh, we have the tush push that rule survives. So shout out to the haters complaining. Oh, they're, they're cheating. Well, if it's cheating, why aren't you doing it? Uh, I, again, th- those third and ones and fourth and ones, I think that's, low key one of uh Jalen Hurts' best assets as a quarterback. Like the fact that any third and one or fourth and one, we can just get it or those fourth and goal plays, it's just huge. I don't think you can underestimate what getting those fourth and shorts uh do to keep your drive alive. Yeah, it was interesting because I mean Brady's always been good at, you know, the QB sneak. Granted it wasn't a tush push situation. Uh but like Maybe nobody guy, ever seemed to have Maybe an one issue. One guy's with touching it. his tush. He got freaked out <laughs> by it. But I mean, honestly, the Eagles have been pretty solid at the sneak for a long time. I mean, even with Wentz, we were really good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about, Rob. (laughs) Completely, completely blank that guy out of my life. All right, Uh, closing it out. uh, A fun thing we found from an opposing team subreddit. Uh, To me, the one that jumped out. Well, there's two. Uh, I'll do real quick. For me, uh, there was a post on the commanders uh, subreddit where the fans are celebrating a Daryl green punt return for a touchdown that got called back against the Eagles. So even their, even their like celebration post from 1987 is a punt return that technically didn't happen. Uh, I did enjoy So it does sound like there's a chance Zeke may actually go back to the Cowboys. Uh, And uh, this poster says, anybody find it weird? Zeke hasn't released a goodbye statement. (laughs) So many Cowboys fans said they were sad that he got released and said he was a Cowboys legend. Some even said they cried. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just the idea of Cowboys fans crying that Zeke got released is just, uh, it's just beautiful. Love it. Justin, you got any, uh, any, uh, I know you're a, you're a big Reddit guy. Anything strike your fancy? Uh, I was just dipping in there a little bit. I mean, yeah, the commander stuff is always just kind of sad as you pointed out. Uh, <laughs> it is funny just to consistently see them post stuff about Dan Snyder and getting a new owner. And that's like their biggest excitement. Uh, I did sneak into Cowboys as well. Uh, it's funny how many people have turned on Dak talking about potentially he's going to have a new contract soon. And how he's not going to get paid what he what uh, what he thinks he deserves because he doesn't deserve that. I mean, I I feel like I couldn't find anybody on there who is a Dak supporter these days, which is pretty funny. Oh, how they have turned on Dak! It is great. Uh, well, oh, uh, who who they refer to? Uh, well, Brandon Johnson uh, from Tampa Bay. They basically said the offense was like that. Uh, it's like Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, he's just Brad Johnson at this point. <laughs> and that's what their offense is like. That's what they compared it to. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the pod. We'll be talking more uh, off-season draft right around the corner. And as always, for uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Eagles 52 For Rob, for Justin, go Birds! Go Birds.